The time has finally come. We have put this off as long as we possibly can. Our last 2023 position review. It's the outfield. Let's drag this baby across the finish line. It shouldn't be too hard to drag because this is the least powerful group of anything in America last year. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. I think the only thing I was dreading more than this was the rise of uh, political ads everywhere. That's about the only thing that is I more <laughs> a dread. It also has less power than the Guardians outfield. Um, but those gloves are not powerful, at least not to me. But yeah. No. So, but yeah, it's it's this was it's amazing to me. There are still people, Hiram, you know, talk about one of our everydayers out there, uh, who thinks that this outfield set, that they got the internal options to make this work. They don't need anything. I'm going to point out the single greatest outfitter this team has produced since Manny Ramirez is Luke Scott, who never played here, got up to double A, uh, and I believe number two is still Ryan Church. Uh, Stephen Kwan is now third, but yeah, that's that's where, you know, I think he knocked John Nunley out of your top five list. It's it's a bad group for whatever reason. These are homegrown outfielders, right? These are homegrown. These are guys who were drafted and were developed by Cleveland. And You know, we we you had your your uh, your episode from Monday. People should go and check out. But uh, their answer, I know, that got kind of people mad was that you know they don't want to block young players' internal growth. Hopefully, we'll see some of that. And you know, a year ago at this time, we talked about, hey, you know, the reason they made those trades for Benson and Jones is because they believed in Brennan. They believed Oscar had earned another chance. By the way, it looks like Oscar's going to pass through waivers. A lot of people asked about this which means yeah. no Cleveland can't sign him. If he'll just be in triple a, he's not at the end of the year, he can be a minor league free agent and go wherever he wants, but nobody wanted him. Uh, but you know, he did, he had to earn that second chance. I, I can't fault them there. Uh, they really believed in Brennan. And then I think they probably thought Valero would be up at some point as their third choice, but Valero has been so inconsistent and so hurt. I mean, outside of Daniel Espino, I don't think anyone has consistently missed as much time in the minor leagues than, than Valera. Jonathan Rodriguez breakout. He won the, if you look at all of Cleveland's minor leagues, he was the triple crown winner uh, for home runs, average and RBIs. Not that most of those categories really matter when you're looking at triple a data, but he had a breakout year, former third round pick, you know, it, hopefully he'll get some chance. He's the new Oscar. He's the only right-handed hitter they got. They, what well, I know I'm getting, I'm getting way off rails here. So let's talk about what they had. Miles straw. Well, let's talk about about Quan a little bit because Quan Quan had an interesting year last year because he started out with a little bit of regression. The first half wasn't so good for him. Uh, Hit 263 in the first half, had a, let's see, WRC plus in the first half and 93, which all things considered with this group, 93 was not bad. That's only in the context of this group, not the rest of Major League Baseball. But the second half, he was 109. The you know the slugging percentage went down from 2022 to 2023. Uh, you know we talked about 
aggression and average on balls in play, which, you know, that's going to happen for guys. Like, how do, how do players impact their, how do they, how do they have an impact on their own average on balls in play? Because we talk about how, what the average is like, what, 290 to 310 ish, right? That's yeah. kind of the. Starting the to get up a little more. Yeah. With the shift being gone, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And the best, there's a couple ways players can affect that. Speed, obviously, is one of them. And two is how hard you hit the baseball. Well, we know Stephen Kwan does not hit the baseball hard. And he was a uh, hard hit percentage in baseball. He was the worst. He was at the first percentile barrel rate. for. Yeah. I see some people who say, oh, and even people that like I used to like write with people who I think are very smart who are talking. Stephen Kwan is not going to get to double digit home runs. Let's just put that. He doesn't hit the ball hard enough. He doesn't have a swing. Ooh, 2024 hot take alert. We're not even we're talking about 2023 and Jeff's already talking about. Hot you know, takes I, I'm just going to say like he's not going to be a, a 10 to 15 home run guy. Yeah. Might he break 10 once or twice? First, he he doesn't barrel the ball, which means he doesn't hit in the barrel because he does make adjustments, which makes him a good hitter. He doesn't hit the ball hard. He is never going to hit the ball hard, which is fine. He's a productive outfielder. Put him in left, put him in center. He'll be a league average bat with a plus defense and good base running. That is a starter. He is a starter. You can put in and forget about it, but he's not going to be more than that. He's not going to be... You know, he's not going to be an all-star. He's not, He might have a really hot half where he can make an all-star team, but it's just not going to. And we always talk about bat pip. His bat pip at 323 wasn't terrible. 294 last year was probably below what I'd expect for him. So first year was probably too good. Last year was probably too bad. He's probably somewhere in the middle. I think he's probably closer to 105, but he runs created plus. He's a solid three to four win player because of a lot because of defense. But, you know, he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you just you plug him in a spot and you forget about him. And this team has much bigger concerns than Stephen Kwan. For sure. He ended up with a, with a 100 WRC plus. So he was league average. And as we talked about multiple times in the show last year, league average was good for anything. And remember how we talked about how oh, at one point he had reverse splits and he was not he was hitting lefties better than righties. That that ended up balancing out and he ended up hitting better against right handers. Um and again, his BABIP went down this year a little bit. And again, because he doesn't hit the ball hard, he is relatively fast. Obviously, he does have speed, so he can impact his average on balls in play last year. But weird, he didn't have a is... big jump in stolen bases. Like, why? Weird, this whole team did not take advantage of the rules. Yeah, we need, we'll talk about that with Miles Straw, but it was with everybody. And I, I think that's something needs to change for 2024 for sure. That was a weird thing. I think that. Well, it was it was an average on balls in play of 294, so he kind of settled in around around league average, and that's what I would expect for him. So, you know what he did? Will he come close to hitting 298 again? I think in some years, you know, I think we're talking about a guy who's a 270 to 290 hitter, maybe a 300. I could see him running into 10 homers one day. You know, he hit five this year. I could see him getting enough pull. You know, getting more confident and pulling the ball and picking his spots. Um, he has you know, to like change who he is as a hitter, though. To go like, if you're yeah. literally the weakest, like a first percentile and hard hit, like right, he's, because his his swing isn't to get to power. He is swinging for contact. He's swinging for the gaps. He's seeing pitches that he knows he can do That's things true. with. So swing. So he's he's as a hitter, he's not built for that at all. So t- he'd have I to change s- his whole approach. I will say his expected batting average, and I, I expected the expected stats to me don't mean a whole lot because it just says what should have happened. I don't think it's predictive. It just says what should have happened. I don't know if it means it's what's going to change, but look at expected batting average was 282, and that's based on hard hit and launch angle and, and just all those factors. Zips doesn't like him. 
and that's kind of part of the reason why too. So if you but if you after you put him at 282 last year as an as a hitter, at least his batting average by 12 13, 14 points. If you add that to his OBP, he's in the end of the 360s. That's that's about where I think he is. I think that's who he is. And that's fine. Like you said, this team has bigger problems than Stephen Kwan. What did we say going to this offseason? This team in 2024 needs to have a better outfielder than Stephen Kwan. That's not a knock on Stephen Kwan. It's the fact that he should not be the best outfielder on a winning team. That's again, that's not a knock on him. On that's a good team, a he's your he's your you know bottom of yeah. the lineup and he's the worst outfielder. I could live with him leading off. It depends on how you you uh, yeah. put together the rest of your lineup because he can be a 350 on base guy and he runs well. That's fine. But again, like you said, this is a guy, you know, remember the old uh, Ronco in, infomercial, set it and forget it? Stephen Kwan said it and forget it. He's fine. Yep. Put him in left, like you said, put him in left field, let him steal 20 bases, let him hit five, seven home runs, let him play goal, go defense, and don't worry about it. But you should worry about everything else. You should worry about why Miles Straw didn't steal more bases last year. Oh, you should worry about why Stephen Kwan didn't steal more bases. Why Everett didn't steal more bases. You should worry about how many home runs this team didn't hit as an outfield. Jeff, I'm going to quiz you on how many home runs this team has in outfield last year um, in just a moment. Before we quiz you on all of that, I'm going to challenge you all to become new customers of FanDuel as the NFL season is wrapping up. Next week is the championship games, uh, but you're still time for you to get an, on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you are a new customer, you can get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place any $5 bet, $5 bet on anything. And you're going to get 150 in bonus bucks for FanDuel, win or lose. The app's easy to use. I made some bets over the weekend and I'm just going to tell you, I lost them all. I didn't do good. I put a couple bucks in just to have some fun with the, uh, the playoff games over the weekend and they were all bad, but you can do better than me by placing a $5 bet. If you're a new customer, you can do live same game parlays, finding bets in the new explore tab. I did actually explore that this weekend, finding out which bets I wanted to lose on. You can make a parlay in the parlay hub and player props and a lot more. So visit fanlocom slash locked on to make your first bet an extra point, maybe a layup if you prefer. Handle is an official partner of the NFL. All right, Jeff, how many home runs do you think this team hit as an outfield? Just not, not, not just the guys who are outfielders, but the guys who are playing Total. outfield when it happened. I'm going to say 15. Ooh, you are really close. Um, that's, that's sad how close you are. It is no. 18. 18. Not bad. I'll, I'll take that. Teams. That's a win for me. Do you I, I mean, guess? I knew it was in the team. I knew there was no way they got to 20 because it's, I mean, Straw hit one and it was like a World Series moment for him. <laughs> well, Brendan had like yeah. four after he killed a bird and then nothing after that. We already said that Quan had five or six. And then yeah. it's like, you know, Arias probably had a few during his hot stretch. Oscar had a few. And it's like, who, who else was going to hit him? I mean, a few, just, Jeff, a few. Calm down, a few. Cole Calhoun. David Fry, Gavilarius, and Oscar Gonzalez all hit one home run while they played. I thought outfield. Oscar would have had at least two. Yeah. He hit one as an outfielder. I don't know about DH, but just as an outfielder. Yeah. Uh, Quan and Brennan both hit five as outfielders. Ramon Laureano, we had to talk about, hit three. Do you want to guess who the second least, who got the second amount, least amount of home runs from their outfield last year and how much they hit? Do you want to guess? The second least? The, the one yes. person who had this. 
above just above who finished above Cleveland and how many they had. Oh, oh, I thought you were like amongst Cleveland outfielders. Uh, no, what it, team hit the Marlins? The Marlins outfield has been kind of well, no, they got Solaire, right? He was the Marlins more of an at 67 as an outfield, they were 14th yeah. in baseball. Um, so they were middle, that was the middle of pack offense power wise. Yeah, because I forgot about Solaire not being their DH last year. Yeah, um, give me one more guess. Uh, the the Giants maybe the Giants as an outfield hit 49 home runs they finished in 28 so you were pretty close it's close I'm close I'll take these these are near wins yeah. for top yeah. of my head stuff the Washington Nationals had the uh, oh. second least amount of home runs last year in baseball as an outfield with 46 Stone they Garrett hit and Lane almost, Thomas they hit almost 30 more home runs than the Guardians outfield and they were the second to least powerful outfield last year that. 30, I mean, Nolan Jones did. Nolan Jones more? had more. Nolan Jones had more home runs right last year than the Guardians outfield combined. Yeah, but you want to know what? Right. At the end of the they day, got a chance to win that deal, but it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be hard. Power, be hard. power is power. Um, yes. This team did not have outfielders that were built in for power because they traded one away to Colorado, and they didn't have anybody in the outfield this year that that was going to hit for power. What they did have was outfielders who were supposed to run and steal bases. Um, instead, they got 40, 53, 40, I'm sorry, 53, 57, 58 steals from their outfield last year. Um, if you want to go back to 2022. They led the that, league in 2022. Yeah. They led the league. That was like their calling card. I mean, they still, I thought for sure Miles Straw was going to steal like 40 bases this year because he was putrid the year before, but he at least still stole bases when he got on base. He he, stole one, he stole one less base in 2023 than he did in 2020. He was afraid. Like it looked like he was afraid to steal bases. Like first, it got easier for every team in baseball but the Guardians. And and the Guardians helped make it easier for everyone by having Zanino and Naylor back there who both struggled getting throwing guys. Not to mention the relievers who don't know how to hold runners Uh, on either. Yeah, and you know, and they can't hold it. But as a team, they 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 went they stole the most the most stolen bases, youngest team in baseball. They were still the youngest team in baseball. I don't know. That it's to me the most mind-boggling. Like like if you talk about you don't have a team that can hit for power. You've got to go out and break. And everyone talked. We we all talked about Three it. And remember, Put do you remember that that projection from five thirty eight that talked about the team that was most uh, prepared in terms of how their roster was built and the skill set who was most prepared to take advantage of the new rules was the the pickoff rules and the the pitch clock mm-hmm. all that stuff. It was Cleveland. They projected Cleveland yeah. to be the team statistically the not team just dealt with all of it. Right. Not. But it wasn't just guesswork. It was numbers. It was projections. Mm-hmm. They were saying based on the numbers we have available. I know I someone's gonna comment saying this is why you don't do Sayer metrics, this is why you don't do stats, blah blah blah. But it wasn't they project- just that. Right. It, it was based that, on was also, yeah what they did in 2022 and what you could project going forward is that they were most they were the be- best position of any team in baseball to take advantage of the new rules, and they all regressed. Quan, I mean Quan stole 21 bases last year. Okay, so that's about who Steven Quan is, I think, especially when Jose Ramirez is hitting behind you, because there is something to be said about the fact that you're going to be a little more careful running in front of Jose Ramirez because you're that's the only guy in your lineup who can change the game with one swing of the bat. Um, Miles Straw hitting nine had every opportunity to anytime he got on base. I understand his OBP was was below 300, which is going to limit your chances to steal. But it was the year before, uh, right? And he's yeah. The issue is again. I think I think in 2024. I don't want to talk about 2024 too much because we're trying to 
review 2023 and get this behind us. But like the ideal way to put was slightly better last year offensively. Woohoo. Let's throw a parade. Should have that, been, so he should so there's no reason to not steal more bases. Where can I where can I buy my shirt that says Miles Straw was better in 2023 than 2022? Offensively, he wasn't better is overall, there, just is offensively. There, is there a banner for that? Do they will they no. make a banner? But I, I, I'm just saying, like he should there's no reason. Like, at least if we're like, oh, we had a worse year, which is hard to do, but if he had had one, at least at least we could find a rational reason. There isn't a rational reason. That's what makes this so frustrating. Right. I would, I would love to have heard an answer. We never, never got a question about it. I know, I know the question was asked for sure. I'm sure someone asked, I'm sure Zach asked and never got an answer probably because these questions don't get answered, but why he didn't run more, why they didn't, why they didn't make more opportunities to bring him off the bench when he wasn't hitting to say, let's organically work his, or, or let's, Let's take advantage of his speed. I'm not sure the right word to put it. I, it's embarrassing. I don't know the right word for it. But let's leverage his speed. He can't get on base. His on-base percentage was bad at three, 301 as an outfielder. Okay. Can't you take his best skill and maximize it by pinch running him for somebody else that's slow that gets on base in key spots that matter instead of starting him every day and forcing him to get on base himself? That never happened. I don't understand well, that. We'll see what happens in 2024. Like- did you consider anyone else? And it was like, no, like Tito straight said, like he didn't that was, consider that was a pinch hitting. Yeah. That was a pinch hitting question where they, they never pinch hit for straw that the, the idea for straw. Cause really, he thought that it was the best choice for them. Yeah. The, the answer was cause we wanted a, a hit, not a home run. It was, we were looking to get runners on base, I think. So I don't know. That, that's a whole other can of worms t- to go down, but it is baffling how this team didn't run more as a whole team. This is not just Miles straw. This is not just the outfield. This is really a whole team problem. Why they didn't steal yeah. the steal more last year, and there was never an explanation for it. That's if you're if you're a team that's not going to hit for any power. And Chris Faleka, I talked about this on Monday show, and he talked about this. Chris Faleka talked about this at uh, Guards Fest, you know, saying, "Let's you know, we know we have to dress the elephant in the room that we need to impact the baseball more, but at the same time, we have to play to our strengths and not not get away from our strengths and our personnel." The team personnel is contact and speed. Right. Well, clearly you have speed, right? Clearly this team had, had speed. I, they didn't show it as well last year. It's like last year right. where you could argue there was not a single strength. Right. So you've got to play to what skill set you have to create runs. This team did a great job in 2022 creating runs with their their speed and their base running. That it didn't happen in 2023 despite, right, despite the new rules. They didn't do that. And – the outfield was at the was at the uh, you know the Miles Straw who Miles Straw is probably the fastest guy in the team. And again, I'm not saying he's the only problem here, but he's the fastest guy in the team. You're expecting steals and leveraging his speed. They never they never did that, and now he's owed a bunch of money, and you don't know what you're going to do with him. And you've got other players in the roster that uh, you're trying to work in and figure out what to do with. One of those is Ramon Laureano. We'll talk about him. That came on last year. We'll talk about a couple other players that didn't take advantage opportunities and we'll try to squeeze in if any outfield prospects made any headway last year that we can feel good about going to 2024. Jeff, I think what I'm most disappointed in not it's not just Miles Straw from 2023 is um as a card carrying member of the Will Brennan fan club. I think I am. Got, I am the most disappointed that he did not run. He was 
again, you you mentioned it right about trading Nolan Jones about how this was more of a a belief in Will Brennan than it was, you know, betting on anybody else, right? This team and the, did put a lot of eggs into the Will Brennan basket, and he struggled last year. I, I did not think he was going to struggle like he did. He just, just wasn't true to himself, right? Like that's the thing. Like Will Brennan was not. He was a different guy. He, I don't know if it was pressure. I don't know what was going on, but it's like. I mean, then the metrics on him argue he should have been in the golden glove discussion, gold glove discussion again, not golden. That's boxing gold glove discussion again it, it, with the rest of that outfit. It was really Jose was inter- the gold glove guy last year. He was. This is true. <laughs> um, I, I do hope whoever that was who asked in our comments, if you think they would sign Tim Anderson, it was just a joke. But hey, um, you know, I, I think it's a personal punching bag. You know, it, the, the disappointing thing with Brennan and what we've seen to degrees with other young players is. And this is one of those things we know is that walk rates don't translate. Like there's some degree of it, but it is not a direct. It's one of those stats that is not a direct translation stat. And sometimes that patience around the zone and, you know, it's a really interesting piece. Um, I'll have to share retweet. Um, it's got the same guy. We posted his uh, chart when, uh, when they traded for Florial. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. basically if you look at who is the opposite on a, a, you know, a four quadrant graph of Juan Soto was Oscar Gonzalez. Um, in terms because we're trying to find that line between like a strong eye and being passive and when you're looking at brennan like in the minors he he wasn't passive he seemed to have a good eye but then he got to the big leagues and all of a sudden he was oscar gonzalez light you know it's like you can't and the pitching is so much better like that's why there are quad a guys guys who can dominate dominate triple a and then never translate and I hope that I'm not saying that anyone, I'm not saying Brennan is that yet, but you have to be able to step up and keep, especially when you are not, you know, a lot of people commented last week when I was like, you know, why don't their prospects have value? Because a lot of them are not, they have a bunch of fifties and 55s and teams don't want to trade for that as a centerpiece. And if you're a 50 or 55, the danger in this and why I've not, loved their draft classes for the most part. Like, again, I loved Ralphie because I think he is a potential 60, but when you have a lot of in their minor leagues or a lot of guys who are like 50, 55s, it's like, if one thing goes wrong, it doesn't work. And will Brennan, it's like, he has to be exactly what he looked like in the minors. If he doesn't have one of those traits, he's a backup. Like, and, and that's the thin margins. Is it, Quan is a perfect example, right? Like Quan is exactly who he presented in the minors. And that's why it works with those thin margins. That's what everyone has to be. They have to be exactly what you think they are with no regression. It's some good, some good points. There's not a lot of margins there for success. And we could have a whole episode. And I think we will talk about this in the future because I know we want to do one episode where we draft tools um, of prospects in the organization, you know, who has draft this hit tool, draft this power and try to make up the best prospect. And I think we've, we've talked about it off air, but you know, when you have, when you're, especially when you're banking on the hip tool, right? If you're saying that this guy's no carrying tools, well. <clears throat> right? It's it's hard, not just for Cleveland. It's hard for everybody. I know people are going to say, well, other teams hit better, so they figure it out better. Yeah, that's true. But when you're banking, you're banking a, a player's upside and his future on his hit tool. The hardest one to evaluate, whether other teams do it better or not, I'm sure they do, but it's still the hardest one to project out of all the tools. And when that is supposed to be your your prospects carrying tool. And like you said, when it doesn't pan out, when this guy is more of a 50 hitter than a 60, 
um, it's there's not a lot of room for that prospect to bloom into anything else because he doesn't have power. He doesn't have overwhelming defense or speed and defense only gets you so far on a major league roster because at best it makes you a backup, those kind of things. So we could have a whole episode discussion on that. I'd love to talk about that more um, in depth, but as far as, you know, Will Brennan goes and other guys and prospects like, yeah, hundred percent. Right. He ended up with Oscar Gonzalez syndrome. He, uh, Oscar Gonzalez is in his own category in terms of chase rate. Like, so the average chase rate in Major League Baseball last year, if you're looking at um, O swing percentage on fan graphs, was 31.9%. Oscar uh, Chase out of pitches out of the zone last year at a 50% rate, almost 60, 50.9. That is that is on its own island in terms of uh, data. Will Brennan was at 42.2, which is still abnormally high over the league average rate which is not who he, well, okay. I shouldn't say that's not who he was in the minors because there's two things to why you said minor league walk rates don't translate. One is the skill of the pitcher, right? You, it's easier to lay off pitches in the minors that are non, non-competitive because there's a reason a lot of guys are in AAA, right? Um, for pitchers, like not to pick on Zach Plesak specifically, but you get a lot of those guys in AAA, right? So when those guys are struggling in AAA, it's easy to lay off pitches that are not competitive. You don't have to swing at that stuff. Um, I think Will Brennan also has a very – he does have a – okay, contact and hit tool are not the same team. We agree with this, right? Correct, Contact, yes. yeah. Just because you can make contact – I think I've said in the show before, just because you can make contact doesn't mean you're a good hitter. Ernie Clement makes a ton of contact. I don't think Ernie's a great hitter. He just doesn't strike yeah, out. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. Right. So I think Brennan is a good contact hitter. I just wonder how much, because I, I, I think Oscar had the same problem. I think when you are know you can make contact, like Vladimir, someone's going to say, oh, Vladimir Guerrero. Vladimir Guerrero was a unicorn, right? We talk about unicorns in the show all the time. Will Brennan's not Vladimir Guerrero. Oscar Gonzalez no. is not Vladimir Guerrero. No one is Vladimir like Guerrero. Right. Not even Vladimir Guerrero. <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero's son is not Vladimir Guerrero. Okay. He has not even been that good. Um, just cause you, I, I think some guys though, who, who know they are good contact hitters, they have good bat to ball skills. They have good hand-eye coordination. They can put the bat in the ball. Doesn't mean they should swing at it. So I think Brennan is a good, is good at making contact, but I think he allows that to play. I think that allows him to, or forces him to, think that he can get to more pitchers than he should. And I think he's admitted that he chased too much last year too. I think he said he got out of his own wheelhouse, but two, it's a lot easier to lay off bad pitchers in AAA and hit the, and hit the ones that are closer because guys don't have as good control. So I'm not done with Bill Brennan, but I have to say I was, I, I really thought he was going to run with that opportunity a lot more last year than he did. Maybe he still will. I'm, I'm not ready to give up on him at all. I think he can be a good hitter. Um, but this will be a big year for him if he is still. I, I wonder how much leash he'll have in 2024. Um, you have Ramon Laureano. You have Estevan Florial now coming on. But the Ramon Laureano thing was wild. I wanted Ramon Laureano on this team, I don't know, four years ago. You can hear me doing time to multiple get him. shows. Like I'm sure if you have a search <laughs> engine, Locked on Guardians, Ramon Laureano, it's come up a lot. Yeah. I wanted him four years ago. Um, he was a good addition. If you look at the Cleveland's hitters last year in terms of outfield, he was actually one of their better outfield hitters. He, as an outfielder, he had a 109 WRC plus last year at Cleveland. So he was statistically their best hitter 
if you, unless you want to include Cole Calhoun, who played two games in the outfield, had a 133 WRC plus in, in those two games. But for anybody who actually played a significant amount of outfield time, Ramon Laureano was their best outfielder. And I that if you had told me that in April of last year, I would have been very confused. So there's that. Yeah, and I mean they gave him a lot of money. And it's still one can really ask the question is, you know, is he their center fielder for next year? Is it Quan? I, you know, or, or is he an everyday? I mean, I feel like the amount of money they gave him is, I think he, you know, is, is he their Zunino for this year? Is he the guy who's going to be like every day until proven he can't and then they can move on? Like he's in that range of like, hey, he's the be. dude until he's not. Before we get out of here today, really quickly, any outfield prospects last year that emerged that we can feel good about from last, not, not necessarily going into 2024, but we can feel good about based on their performance last year because, you know, Chase Slaughter did have a good second half. He was healthy throughout. He had a good AFL. That's good. Um, everybody else in the minors, I didn't see I mean, anything. Rod- Rodriguez had a solid year. Like he, he needed well, to, yeah, okay. you know, he, he did enough to get himself on the 40 man and they wanted to make Which sure they, they didn't, didn't lose do for Oscar. To, yeah. yeah it, to make sure that they didn't lose him to free agency. They added him early. So I think, you know, he, he performed, he should, you know, again, if there's struggles in this team needs someone right-handed, like he should get that opportunity this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Does he surpass? I think you know the answer to this. Cause I don't, I do either of us think that John Kenson Noel is an outfield prospect. Cause I no. don't, I, I think so, he's, I, I don't think he's anything other than a first base DH. Okay, so if we take him out of the equation, does Rodriguez jump Valera for you based on last year? Not necessarily in terms of prospect status, but in terms of opportunity heading into 2024. Yes, because Rodriguez is the only righty, and Valera is just another lefty, and Brennan in Floreal. You still prefer Brennan to Valera? I do. Yes. I mean, that, that's not going to change after both of them had bad years. and True. Floreal doesn't have any options, so he's going to be up. It's like there's going to be limited chances for Valera in general. So, you know, yeah. if they want some more balance, it's got to be Rodriguez. He's the only righty. Yeah. And other, other outfielders I think were interesting last year. Well, Fredo Antunez is interesting. Uh, the, it's a high risk profile in terms of yeah. if it's actually going to pan out, but there are fun tools there. Jake Fox became a very good outfielder last year. I think defensively he, he grew a lot as a center fielder. So I like his defense out there. The bat, a lot to be questioned. I think he's no longer an infielder. I think they see him as an outfielder. But, man, that guy improved leaps and bounds defensively last year. Um, got to get a little more aggressive at the plate. I think he's a little bit passive, and he's got to add some some thump to his bat as well. But he's an interesting player. Anybody else that we didn't mention prospect-wise? I mean, I know there's Jason Churio. Petey Halpin and Jason Churio are the, you know, probably the name guys at this point. Um, yeah, they drafted Tommy Hawk. I love me some Tommy Hawk. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Tommy Hawk <laughs> is, uh, is about this big. Um, so... He'll be hard to, for pitchers to find the zone. He's going to put some ridiculous numbers in the lower minors in terms of uh, walk rate. But yeah, he, uh, he uh, so just be prepared for that. Uh, we have so much more we can talk about. Unfortunately, time is running nigh. Uh, we will be back talking about Let's Make a Deal uh, coming up later this week. So join us. Thank you. Remember to write the word comment or comment, uh, rate and review, download it helps, and go, go, Guardians, go.